Yes. So the timing had revealed to me like I took a few months off from working mm-hmm. um, and I I just asked myself like what what is the life that I want? You know, I, I couldn't at the time I felt like I'm at rock bottom. So okay. like it's only up from here. Okay. Um, and it's kind of like that, you know, Rocky Balboa movie and it's like mm-hmm. he hits rock bottom. And he's like fighting for the time. I really felt like that. I felt like, OK, I've got to fight for my life. That's right. You know, That's so right. I um, I just kind of held on to myself. And I think we all have like this inner child. And I think as we get older, we kind of learn to like quiet that inner child. Like. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. You can't have your dream life. Can't have your dream career. You can't have that dream relationship. You mm. have to make compromises. Okay. I had nothing, so for me it was like, you know, my inner child was like, whatever you want, okay. you know, let's just dream. Yeah. Like, give me some motivation. Give yeah. me something to look forward to. And so from that moment, I was I fought for her, and what she wanted was. She wanted to start her own business. Business, business. Same business, different day. Good afternoon and welcome back to the same business, different day podcast. I am your host, Zeke Corley, and I'm really looking forward to introducing you all to our guest today. We are recording as usual from the Inspired Film Hub here in Vista, California. Now, some of the episodes you've heard so far in season four have had a common thread, a form of concentrated networking. One day back in late October, I was invited by past guest Sammy Vega to join he and friends for a dinner at the University Club in San Diego. Little did I know that this dinner would involve so many entrepreneurs and dynamic minds that shared similar interests as myself. Sure, a key to networking is to find out what you have in common in order to continue conversations, but many times that can be forced. Not in this case. I made connections and friends on that special day, and I've been so glad to be able to share with our listeners. I'm sitting in front of one of those incredible guests today. I couldn't be more excited to sit down with the great Angela Quatch. <laughs> Hi, Zeke. I'm happy to be here. What an introduction. Oh, man. Thank you for I'm, I'm sorry me. to make you wait through all of that. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. No, you just brought back memories. You that remember was, it, though. Wasn't it amazing? An amazing dinner. Yes. An amazing dinner. Absolutely. Okay. So let's start way before that, though. Before okay. we met. Okay. I want to go back because we're going to go into back like in some. Time. Yeah. We're going to go into experiences and everything that, you know, what it took to get you to where we are today. Okay, so uh, let's talk a little bit more about that journey. And you could tell me where it all started. Ohio, right? Columbus, Ohio, born and raised. Okay. So, um, what's it like on the there? playground where I spent most, <laughs> most of, of my your days? days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Growing up in Columbus, Ohio, um, as a first generation Asian American, um, was, you know, I think I had kind of like a big fish, small pond disease at a very early age. Like I didn't know what a big city was. Okay. So I thought Columbus 
Columbus, Ohio. Not hating on my own hometown. I uh-huh. thought Columbus, Ohio was a big town. Mm-hmm. And um, not a lot of diversity growing okay. up. So just something I wasn't exposed to until I moved out west. But um, yeah, I grew up very, very humble beginnings. Extremely humble beginnings. My parents um, are immigrants um, from Korea and China. Okay. Um, and, you know... Um, even still, though, I mean, in Columbus, uh, although maybe not as diverse as you would hope, I, I imagine that you had early influences, right? Like, or, or if not even from the town, but maybe even family, right? I mean, especially you got to be inspired by your parents oh, being immigrants. And absolutely. All. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my my father was, um, he's a restaurant owner. He still okay. is. Okay. Um, so I, I, I grew up like in the restaurant biz. So I think I learned hustle at a, a very, very young age. Like, so important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, it, it's kind of funny because there's a lot of Asian American representation in Hollywood. So like mm. I see in some of the movies or like TV shows, um, all the kids are like helping out at the family restaurant or the the family grocery store. Yeah. And that was me. That That's was my story. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, like at age, I can't even remember, maybe like nine or 10, I would be, you know, helping out with the cashier or like doing, you know, wrapping up the takeout and things like that. So I just kind of learned that like, I learned learned a work work ethic at a very young age. Okay, so that's very important, obviously, right? You're also around entrepreneurs, right? You are also uh, learning how to work with the money, Yeah. right? The transactions, that's super important. And then there's the people, right? The customer service, the the ability to have the back and forth and not have them chase your, how old were you? Little kid like back to the yeah. <laughs> you know, I think you would come into that restaurant and you knew like this is a family business. Sure. So yeah, I, I I handled money at a at a very early age, and I think I I got really used to and it normalized in me very very early that you know um, all hands on deck, you know, yes. and you do a little bit of everything, yeah. jack of all trades, right. Um, but I think we can talk about later. Um, now that I, I run my own company, I've learned mm-hmm. that maybe jack of all trades is not the best thing oh, okay. for entrepreneurship. So I would love okay. to talk about that. But yes, like just running around doing everything I could to support, you know, the family business because, you know, that's that's what we did. That's what I learned. Now, did you think that maybe you would be taking over the family business? Or what was your what were your dreams like at that early those early ages? You know, when I was younger, I I didn't really think, oh, I definitely want to, you know, be a restaurant owner. Okay. And I think what I, what I really liked was seeing that um, the effort you put in is the effort that's returned to you, you okay. know. So, um, you know, if we worked harder on the marketing or on the sales or we, like, upgraded the restaurant, like, custom, customers would come. So I think I learned very early on at the ground level, like... Um, business is business. And so I, I say now as I'm older that I have the opportunity and I'm grateful to like follow my passion. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really good for people to learn early, like the infrastructure of business and like what right. it takes. Right. Yeah. So I think I learned early on that I could really do anything I wanted. Yeah. Um, I just had to work hard at it. Wow. I mean, but the infrastructure, there's so much there, though, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the infrastructure. There's so much there. Get comfortable. Be comfortable. Yes, thank you. <laughs> but um, I, I, I don't know. Like, how much could you have learned 
at you know your early I mean, we're talking early teens yeah. here at, at the most right and you're already kind of figuring out the ins and outs of the business how much more uh would you have taught someone else at someone at that age you know oh my gosh i, I haven't really thought about this but yeah. i would say like i mean i think it was a very like um aggressive like i i had to grow up at a very yeah. early age. Okay. So I think that taught me responsibility yeah. and a lot of like discipline. Like yeah. I had to show up to work after school. Like, mm-hmm. you know, weekends didn't really belong to me. So it it developed a lot of discipline and character. I don't know if I would recommend this for everyone, like to teach your child like at age sure. nine or 10. But sure. I, I think um, definitely what I've, I've learned through experience is that um, I just learned hard work pays off. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes that message is lost in our generation. You know, um, people want it easy and like anything you want, anything worth fighting for, you know, will take work. Yeah. Well, you know, there's there's the social piece there, right, Uh, with school and all. And then, of course, the education piece. And you want to make sure that you're not losing out on that either. Yeah. Um, What was how was school for you? (laughs) Growing up, um, school was. It was my way up and out. So I always knew at a young age that I was, my parents like instilled in me, I was gonna go to college. And the reason I emphasize this is because in the neighborhood I grew up in, it was not very common for people to, you know, go to college after high school. I I grew up super working class. Um, A lot of girls got pregnant like in in, in high school. Um, The graduation rate wasn't very high, so. Um, I mean, I basically, you know, the, the ghettos of Columbus. I mean, for anyone who's like who lives in Ohio, I grew up in the Westerville 161 Dublin Granville area. So, you uh-huh, know, uh-huh, uh-huh. it um, it was definitely a, a working class neighborhood. I think one thing I'm really thankful for my mother is that she was very stern. She we grew up. She ran a tight ship in her house, and I and I. Um, but even though you're working, though, like right, <laughs> I mean, she also is taking you to the restaurant. She's like, you got to work, and then okay, now you got to study, and so you didn't sleep much. Well, listen, I I grew up with a, I was raised by a Korean mother. Okay, <laughs> enough said. Enough, enough said. said. Okay. Um, no, I work was definitely the um, central piece of our house, so. Mm-hmm. We knew if we wanted to escape the life that we had or have yeah. a better life for ourselves, yeah. she really instilled in me homework, homework yeah. and school. Mm-hmm. And it was, it's something I'm very grateful for now because um, when I was younger, I didn't understand why she was so tough on me when she herself like had a middle school education, I you see. know? I see. So wow. I think looking back on it, I understand that she was just trying her hardest to give me the life that she never had. You yeah. know, and it's it was my job to go to college and, yeah. and be first generation, you know, with a graduate degree. So I really appreciate that. But, Where did you um, go? I went to I got my bachelor's at the Ohio State University. The, at Ohio, the State. Ohio State University. University. <laughs> I love it. Um, and then I went back and got my master's in business at a small private grad school called Halt. Okay. Yes. Also in Ohio? No, in uh, San Francisco. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. When we bring you to the West Coast, we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> that brought me to the West Coast, yeah. <laughs> so now, um, when you were in undergrad, yeah. um, 
how, how was that? I mean, did you work at the same time as school? Or you, you're probably used to it by now, I, right? You, you know, I was so normalized yeah. to work. I was still working at my dad's restaurant. So that was just <laughs> that. Looking back, wait a minute, you still working at your dad's restaurant yes, and going to Ohio State and going to Ohio State. Okay, so yeah. he still needed your help. He didn't, like he's like, you he don't go too far. To this day, I have like my own business. I'm like yeah. a working woman. Uh-huh. He's like, could you work a few shifts? Yeah, yeah. Who's gonna get these takeout <laughs> orders out of here? Could you waitress a little bit? Yeah. I'm like sad. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so, I love it. Yeah. I love it. He can count on you though. He knows he can trust you. Well, he's he's, I mean, he's been trusting on you for years. Yes. I'm Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The Film Hub is the future of co-working right in downtown Vista. Get energized to go to a safe work environment that is clean and sanitized. Create video content, live stream events, and all of your marketing material in our audio and video facility. Come and visit us at thefilmhubinc.com. The Vista Chamber of Commerce is a proud supporter of the Same Business, Different Day podcast. We support our business members with promotion and marketing, business referrals, educational opportunities, workforce development, and advocacy. Check us out online at vistachamber.org. That's great. So then the school experience, um, any other jobs during that time? I know you were a TV host. You told me that already. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, okay, I got to break away from, you know, uh, my family business here. No, and I I actually had dreams. I felt very strongly in my body. I was like, I want to be a presenter. I want to be a host. Like, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, I want to be in the entertainment industry. And that actually, um, so I auditioned to be a television host for the CW Columbus. Which take me is back, like- take me back. Hold on a second. <laughs> Hold on a second. You, okay, so you had some entertainment industry dreams early I on. I did. Okay, yes. where did this come from? Were you just watching videos on TV? And, and you know, what? I, um, I, I, I love performing. I love okay. being on the stage. I okay. love um, being seen and validated. Were you and in think, any drama classes or anything in school? Yes, or? Oh, okay. most definitely. Okay, it was definitely. Okay. so it was like reaffirmed in drama classes, and yeah, I, I, um, I always felt like I was natural on like on. On the camera, in the camera. I believe um, so. you are. <laughs> Thank you. Still, so <laughs> appreciate that. So, I um, you know, I just I saw a commercial f- that they were auditioning. They were taking auditions for this TV show, this local television station. Okay. And it's crazy because it that that was the seed. That was like the genesis of when I knew the power of affirmation and and really believing, having faith. I saw the commercial. And I just affirmed it. Like before I knew what affirmations and the law of attraction and manifesting was, blah, blah, blah. Uh At the age of 21, I saw the commercial and I was like, that's mine. That belongs to me. Okay. Yeah. And I I started preparing for the audition as if I had already won the audition. Yeah. And um, I went in there and it was... I think it was like two to three hundred applicants, pe- mm. actors, actresses, journalists, yeah. you know, seasoned TV reporters. Okay. And here comes like this little, you know, this little college girl, mm-hmm. like who has no experience, uh-huh. um, just a lot of faith and confidence in herself. Good. And you know, I got the job, and that that was such a rewarding experience, like. 
in in my world and mm-hmm. in my universe that it kind of just affirmed like that feeling i felt like when i knew i wanted something and i knew i could get it i love how it. much gusto i would go for yeah you know, you know i mean that's got to be rewarding in anybody's universe yeah. i mean especially when you're talking about being able to put yourself in front of a camera as well right it's not just like you know you have these affirmations and you accomplish something on paper or yeah. something like that it's like I am going to stand up in front of you and be all the confidence you didn't even know I had. Yes. And then I'm going to shine so bright and get this no matter who else is in front of me. Yeah. Something was just um, in such alignment um, for that. And there are moments throughout my whole life, happy to talk about, there have been specific moments where I've seen something and I'm like, that belongs to me. Yeah, that's, that's what it mine. sounds like. That yeah. sounds like that's you. And when you have that feeling, like, and I, it's, you know, your intuition, your gut, whatever you want to call it, like, mm-hmm. I've just learned to follow it. And it, wow. it, it's been such a rewarding experience. I've had that with TV reporting. I've had that in starting my business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had that with certain jobs. Um, I just knew that this was mine and I was going to get it. And I walked mm-hmm. into it. Mm-hmm. Um, just but it just felt it. like a, a fit, though, too, right? You don't just go walking around saying everything's mine. No, <laughs> no. It, it truly, you truly have to be aligned with your soul. Like, it's uh-huh. something you truly desire, and you see it, and there's just such a burst of excitement and mm-hmm. motivation and confidence around it, yes. you know? Um, um, so I, I truly believe that. confidence comes from actually knowing it the alignment the confidence comes from the fact that it makes sense yes right so the confidence isn't something that you fabricate or make up i'm just trying no, to get a better idea because this, this is awesome i i truly believe that i truly believe that the universe is guiding you and i yeah. believe that there are goals worthy of your soul but can you hear your soul like right. so i think it's really our job as human beings to just be aligned with that. Yeah. So when I see something, I hear something, and it, it it sparks a trigger in me or something, I don't ignore it. Mm-hmm. We all have gut instincts. We all have strong intuitions. Mm-hmm. Like it's literally built into our bodies. That's right. It's whether we listen to it and we act on it. I love that's, it. That's the difference, I love you know. It. And I'm not just asking, like, I'm, I'm really asking because I think that um, this is amazing. It's an amazing lesson for folks. Um, and you'll they'll understand more by the end of this show because of how great you are and how oh, successful you are. Thanks. The great things that you've done and are doing. No, seriously, because I think that... Um, that part of the conversation makes so much sense when you think about how you got there mm-hmm. and look at this. I mean, you know, you're a visionary, basically. I mean, a, a dreamer, but you're putting it all into place. Yeah. Now, um, I know that you used to, or, you know, after, I guess, with the TV show and all, um, I know that you used to produce a show with uh, with Tony Robbins, right? Yeah, so I used okay, to be so a that's producer. another dreamer, another visionary, yes, that, right? So yes. what were you doing? Um, so I used to be the producer for Tony Robbins. I actually <laughs> manifested that job as well. Tell me about that. Okay, so I was um, I was a social media marketing director for um, AT and T, and I'm not just like dropping names. I'm just trying to let you know, <laughs> I was okay. very very Show comfortable in corporate. I was very comfortable in corporate. I had okay. a great career. Mm-hmm. I was in a leadership position, but I was not fulfilled. Mm-hmm. This is um, right after Ohio State. 
Uh, no, I, I've been on a whole journey, so I'm like fast forwarding six years. But okay. um, I uh, so at that ju- at that time, I was uh, I worked hard. I climbed up the corporate ladder, mm-hmm. um, and I was very comfortable as a marketing director. But I wasn't fulfilled, and I and I knew that there was something missing. Yeah. And I had to do some soul searching. And the truth was, what I was so scared to admit to my, myself was like, I wanted to be a life coach. I yeah. genuinely wanted to help people. I wanted to help them process. I felt like I was uh, an emotional guide for people. And mm-hmm. that was something I had denied myself because the money was good. I was comfortable. It brought mm-hmm. a lot of stability. And there's nothing wrong with financial stability or career stability. Sure. But at that time, my world was being rocked. Um, I was being faced with a lot of a lot of questions within myself. Okay. So I I made a vision board. This was like one of my first vision boards, and on it, I was like, okay, this is like such a, a testament uh, a testament to like what you want, you see, you get. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to truly admit to myself I wanted to be a life coach. So I said, if I work for a life coach, I would be happy. Okay. And I said, well, it better be the best. So I put literally on my vision board, Oprah or Tony Robbins. That was it. That was the only thing on my vision board. Wow. Oprah or Tony Robbins. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that sank into my subconscious. And when things, when you have a vision board, what it does psychologically is like that dream you see it sinks into your subconscious and your subconscious is like, oh, there's a little dissonance. Let me try to problem solve. Let me try to help you get towards what you're seeing, what your vision is. So I started looking, I was co-creating. I was like looking at jobs on LinkedIn for like, you know, on Oprah.com. I was looking at TonyRobbins.com. So I applied to so many positions and I did not give up. It took me two years to get a job at Tony Robbins. Okay. I had no experience as a producer. So let me tell you how I got yeah, it. Please. Marketing director to producer. These are two very different okay. job roles. Okay. When I saw the role, I said, this is my position. And so when I applied, I didn't just send my resume. I actually sent a proposal about how I would completely revamp the department and like what I would bring. So it was definitely a job application that stood out. Mm -hmm. Um, When I went to the interview, you know, it's like being prepared for success. I went in there as if the job was already mine. Yes. And so I would ask questions like, so tell me about the team, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who am I going to be working with? Exactly. And tell me about your quarterly goals. Uh And like, how can we revamp from where we are now? So everything I was asking and coming in as, as if I was there. So I wasn't trying to like get them to like me or get my attention. I was like, how can I serve them? Mm-hmm. How can I serve this position? Mm-hmm. So I got the role um, as the producer for Tony Robbins and it was amazing. I learned so much from him. He is an amazing, incredible, incredible six foot seven man. He's a big guy. And he um, he taught me so much about business, um, so much about entrepreneurship, so much that... He taught you individually? Like, he's, he, you guys... No, just learning. Anytime? No, because okay. I was his producer. So mm-hmm. my role was really to prep him for events. Yeah. So I would make sure the agenda was set, the, mm-hmm. the team was ready, we mm-hmm. had all the content that we needed. Um, I was really like a media project manager for him. Okay. 
Um, but I did work closely with him. And, and I do believe of like absorbing people's energy sure. and synergy of that. Yeah, we talk about that a lot on the show. We talk about the, um, you know, that corporate experience, right? Um, before you go off and into doing your own thing, that there's so much that you can pick up, you know, um, especially if this is the cool part about what you've been saying, mm -hmm. especially if you kind of approach it as if it's yours, right? You approach it as if you are the business owner. Yes. Right. And because now you're looking at it from the eyes of what could we be losing? How are the margins? All of yes. these things. Right. And then you can be so much more helpful for one. Mm -hmm. But also you're going to take so much with you because you actually have the experience of being a part of it. Yes. You know absolutely. what I'm saying? So you picked up all of that. And well, where are we? Now? Yeah, no, I get it. So like really, um, I think what's been embedded in me is definitely an entrepreneur mindset. Yeah. And I think one one nugget of being an entrepreneur is like just being an extreme problem solver. Yeah. Like I don't say that I'm a know-it-all. Mm -hmm. I say I'm a learn-it-all. Okay. So it's like you give me anything and I step into it. But yeah, I, um, I, I totally hear you. I stepped into that interview as if it was already mine. And I said, if it is already mine, mm -hmm. if it is already mine, mm -hmm. What, who would I need to be? Who would I need to become to be the producer for Tony Robbins? Like, mm -hmm. and then certain characteristics, certain assets, then you start to learn, you know, because you're, you're stepping into that vibration, you yes. know? So, um, yeah, I, I did that. I did that for a year. And then I learned very quickly I that, it. um, I would like to be my own business owner. Mm, time yes. for the reveal. <laughs> Here we go, guys. <clears throat> Not just a powerhouse locally, regionally, and nationally, but internationally. Those brands and people that you know and love didn't do it all on their own. Many have worked with Angela at one point or another to become the household names that they are today. Angela Quach is the founder of the Destiny Lab a business coaching and consulting agency, not just helping business owners achieve goals, but to achieve vision. Angela, welcome again to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really <laughs> enjoying this. This is great. This is great. I mean, you drop one, you're dropping so many jewels, but two, I, I just think that it's just so important for everybody to hear how you got to this how you got to where you are right now. I mean, the Destiny Lab, right? I mean, you're, you're basically setting the whole road to success, right? The, all your whole mindset, right? You're really opening yourself, and I appreciate that. Yeah. You're opening yourself to showing us what you were thinking during the time as you were taking each of those steps. And man, I mean, you can't... I, you can't teach confidence. And I think you just taught me something. I like the way that you explained uh, where you got that confidence from, be, from things aligning, right? You yeah. don't just go walk around everywhere, just be like, I'm confident about this and I'm confident about that, right? You're like, you're just yeah. like this makes sense. So I can give it my all yes. and, and believe in myself oh, while I'm I love doing that. it. Giving it your all, your focus, mm -hmm. your energy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
So how do we, here's a question for you, um, staying visible and viable in, in like this day and age, right? It's, it's such a crazy time for one over the past couple of years with the pandemic. And then there's also just uh, this social media time where everybody's attention span is so short and everything. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just really, I wanted to ask that question before I get a little deeper into what it is that you're doing today. Yeah, so how to stay visible and viable when everyone's attention span is, you know, no more than five seconds, <laughs> these days, including mine. So. <laughs> That's why it's a great question for me. But you're, I mean, you, you know, you did the marketing managing thing, and, yes. and right, so yeah. you know how to get people's attention. I know you do, and yeah. and, and you got mine. So I, you know, I, I want to <laughs> know you. how you do that. So as my experience as a marketing consultant for 10 years, I would say you really have to know your market and you're not going to get everyone's attention. So really, I think that the spiel or what I would say the central advice I would give is like know your market and like create content for them. Like mm -hmm. it's all about niche marketing. And so mm -hmm. I don't think reaching a broad mass is going to be appealing for people. So to get people's attention mm -hmm. on social media, it's really creating, it's just knowing your audience, I knowing who, who are you selling to and what is their pain points? You know, mm -hmm. uh, we all want to create cool content that might inspire, motivate, but if you really want people to pay attention, there's a certain itch, there's a certain pain point that yeah. people are maybe focused on looking for a solution for. Yeah. So um, there's this really great, um, there was this really great uh, webinar that I took about different types of um, products that were products and like where does your brand or your product stand mm -hmm. so here's what i learned there's are they are um nice to haves mm -hmm. and they are painkillers so are you is your product is your brand mm -hmm. is it a nice to have is it a multivitamin or is it a painkiller mm -hmm. is it an aspirin is it going to heal and soothe is someone essential right? yeah and i think as you're as people are building their products and they're trying to get people's attention, just think about that. Think about the content. Mm -hmm. um, the nice to haves are fluffy and they're yeah. nice, and, yeah. but the painkillers, they, they require vulnerability. Mm -hmm. They require really deep thought. They require authenticity. That's right. You cannot fool people today on social media. They want it real. They want organic. Mm -hmm. They want real time. They mm -hmm. want raw content. And that's just the way um, media is heading towards. I like um, that. And I think that says it's a reflection, I think, of our society. We're, we're heading in a great direction. You like that. You, you like the direction that we're headed. That's good. Well, I mean, both sides. I mean, that's, you know, I, it's <laughs> I like good the to fact be, that, yeah. the, that as a consumer, you don't have to subscribe to mainstream content. Okay. There are so many platforms out there that the customers are in charge and not the brands. Does okay. that make sense? Sure, absolutely. They subscribe to the brands that they want. Mm -hmm. So that has made brands have to be smarter. They got to work harder. They yeah. have to work harder yeah. and they have to create more authentic content. And they got to speak directly to that consumer. Yes. When it comes to your wedding, you want to look and feel your best. You don't need to settle for anything less than perfection on the most important day of your life. With Meraki Allure, 
you can have a custom-designed and measured wedding dress that is exactly what you imagine. They will work with you to choose the perfect style and materials so you can enjoy your dream wedding day knowing that you look stunning. Let Meraki Allure help make your special day unforgettable. Book your consultation today at MerakiAllure.com. That's M-E-R-A-K-I-A-L-L-U-R-E.com. Saving for your finances can be difficult and scary, but when you have the right people around you, it doesn't have to be. My fiance and I understand it's not just about creating a legacy, but also building and serving one another. And that's what we're here to do. Brett and I bring back the fine in finances. We can do everything from saving for your children's future, also building a legacy for yourself. Our mission is no family left behind, and we truly stand behind our mission. You can reach out to us by either following us on Instagram at PipkinBrett or at the Fierce Female Financier, or you can just simply give us a call, 402-617-0645. Looking forward to serving and helping you. Established in 2013, Mermaid Valley Vineyard is a boutique winery located in the Ramona Valley AVA. Nestled amongst the mountains just outside of San Diego, Mermaid Valley has abundant sunshine and cooling coastal breezes, making it an ideal location to produce fine wines. We offer estate-produced white, rosé, and red wines. Come out to Ramona and taste the fine wines at Mermaid Valley Vineyards for yourself. Open by appointment at 760-315-9011 or email at mermaidvineyard at gmail.com. The Same Business, Different Day podcast is brought to you by YourInsurancePlace.com. YourInsurancePlace.com is a conglomeration of two agencies, Network One Insurance and Bill Corley Insurance Agency. Their property and casualty agents and brokers specialize in commercial insurance of all types, general liability, workers' compensation, professional liability, auto, agribusiness, and much more. They also have great insurance carriers for your homes and autos. How do I know they are that good? Because I'm one of the agents. We believe in ourselves, and you will too. Contact us at yourinsuranceplace.com or call us direct at 866-384-0479. That's yourinsuranceplace.com. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. That's, that's important. That is an optimistic piece of, of what's happening today. <laughs> I'm, yeah. a, I'm an optimistic person. <laughs> I love it. So we gather in that. That's good. Um, how about this? Um, the taking the leap piece, right? Mm. Because you've made some, some decisions. Some yes. pretty strong decisions, bold decisions in your life, you know, leaving one job and going to another and yes. then going off onto your own when you were working with, you know, one of the one of the best motivational speakers in the world of all time of yes. all time. And, and little old me was like, I can start my own business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. Yes. So tell us about the leap. How do you like make that decision and, and figure out in that fork in the road? Like, yep. Now, now's the time I'm going for it. I think transformation only happens from two sources, Mm -hmm. pain and insight. Mm -hmm. So is your insight strong enough that's going to force you to change or is your pain strong enough? And unfortunately, at that moment in time, it was my pain. So Mm. I was extremely burnt out and not just with the job because I am not here to bash like corporate or like Tony Robbins or anything. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I was burnt out from my career. Um, I was 
overgiving of my time. I didn't have boundaries. Mm. I was not, I was just not in a place that I wanted to be. I had gotten out of a bad relationship mm. and I was not financially savvy. I did not pride myself on my finances. Um, I was in debt. Mm. So, it, it, I mean, it was all like kind of floating. And then one day I just like couldn't pay my rent. Like my boyfriend at the time was like trying to leave me and I like wanted him to stay so badly. I can't remember why, but at the time I did. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my job was like so demanding and I I just hit the wall. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people can relate to being burnt out. Yeah. Um, and I was like stripped of my pride, my ego, um, okay. and I had to start over. Mm. And I had so to start over. So it was time. Yes. So the timing had revealed to me like I took a few months off from working, mm-hmm. um, and I I just asked myself like, what what is the life that I want? You know, I I couldn't at the time. I felt like. I'm at rock bottom. So okay. like it's only up from here. Okay. Um, and it's kind of like that, you know, Rocky Babo movie and it's like mm-hmm. he hits rock bottom. And he's like fighting for the time. I really felt like that. I felt like, okay, I've got to fight for my life. That's right. You know, That's so right. I, um, I just kind of held on to myself. And I think we all have like this inner child. And I think as we get older, we kind of learn to like quiet that inner child, like, mm-hmm. No, you don't. You can't have your dream life. Can't have your dream career. You can't have that dream relationship. Mm. We have to make compromises. Okay. I had nothing, so for me it was like, you know, my inner child was like, whatever you want, okay. you know, let's just dream. Yeah. Like, give me some motivation. Give yeah. me something to look forward to. And so from that moment, I was I fought for her, and what she wanted was. She wanted to start her own business. You know, she wanted to, yeah, she wanted to be proud of herself. I wanted to be proud of myself. Yes. And I think, um, I'm so glad I made that decision because it has given me confidence and empowerment in ways that I don't think any other experience could. And I really do wish that for anyone, you know, and everyone, especially female minorities, you know, we're systemically repressed. And I think being able to be my own business owner and navigate the business world and do my own negotiations, build my own confidence, get my team, build a team together, you know, like get clients. It's an empowering feeling that only an on, that only entrepreneurship can bring. Wow. Yeah. That was powerful. <laughs> I like that. I got drink true. That <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> that was great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, what's in the name? And because uh, I, I I saw something saying the eight steps to destiny. Yes. Um, yeah. Is that so, something that you? Yeah, put I came together? up with the the concept, the brand, because mm-hmm. I um, I knew that my niche would be empowering people. Um, and I wanted the name to reflect that. Mm-hmm. And so really my job as a life and business coach is to breathe and give people permission, you know, that they won't even give themselves. Mm-hmm. So I thought the Destiny Lab was very fitting. Um, it kind of mixes the, um, 
my like my my brand my personality feel of like a little modern a little science you know I like or that. like a little a little spiritual a little science you know like a good that. balance yeah. yeah because that's definitely what I teach I don't it's not all tactical mm-hmm. um, we need to we need to activate the left and right sides of our brain so that's how the Destiny Lab was formed I like that. Um, the eight steps of destiny um, is a concept that um, I came up with myself because I was obsessed with um, Joseph Campbell, who is a um, researcher and philosopher, and he came up with the hero's journey. Do you know the hero's journey? No. Okay. The hero's journey is a age-old, like age-old time philosophy um, that states that we are all destined to be heroes of our own journey. The reason we love superheroes, like we mm. love, well, who's your favorite superhero? I'm not big in a superhero. <laughs> Talk about my dad. Okay. <laughs> You're going to have me okay, well, over like, here crying about my oh, father. I meant it maybe in like pop culture. How about um, in pop culture? Uh, what I say is a good Are you a Marvel fan? Are you a DC guy? Okay. Yeah, none of that. I, I, you know, I, I would say the ones that I had seen the most growing up would be Superman. Okay. Yes. So the reason people are almost like obsessed with superheroes or obsessed with comic book superheroes like Superman is because intrinsically, like biologically designed, we are mirroring what we want for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We want to go on an epic adventure. Sure. We want to have powers beyond what we think yeah. we're capable of. Right, right. Allies and enemies to go on a great battle, mm-hmm. to come out victorious, yeah. um, but still be who we are. Mm-hmm. So um, the eight steps of destiny reflects Joseph Campbell's hero's journey. So in his concept, there are eight to 12 steps of every of what every superhero goes through. So basically, they deny their superpowers, right? You think of Harry Potter, Superman. They were like, no, I'm not meant for greatness. Yeah, like, okay. I'm just a normal, I'm Humility. just a normal everyday guy. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not the one. They totally deny what their destiny is. Then something happens. They hit a fork in the road, and they know now they have a call to adventure. Yes. I've got to go save the world or something needs me they go on this adventure they get allies and enemies they get mentorship Mm -hmm. they prepare for something great Mm -hmm. they come out victorious they learn a lesson and it's not about what they want it's about who they became it's always the same story with every suit you think about it harry potter superman you know spider-man it's the same formula right and and movie directors will tell you this so we love superheroes because we want to be superheroes of our own lives. I like it. So that's what I teach in the Eight Steps to Destiny. It's right. eight steps to becoming the hero of your own journey. Wow. Yeah, because you are not the victim. You mm-hmm. are not the bystander. Yeah. You're the hero. Yes. You're the hero of your own journey, director of your own movie. And so that's what I teach. Let's talk about some more heroes. Okay. Now, you were speaking about, you brought this up a little earlier, um, the 
badass businesswoman boot camp. Now, you were talking about uh, women and empowering yeah. women, minorities, and so forth. But tell me about this boot camp. What, what's going on? <laughs> okay, so the badass businesswoman boot camp, uh, we just launched our beta uh, this year, and it was successful. We graduated uh, entrepreneurs and businesswomen. Mm -hmm. So it came about because... I was a business owner. I am a business owner. And in the beginning, no one really teaches you how to become a business owner. Like no one teaches you how to be an entrepreneur. Like sure. I had to learn how to balance my own books. I had to learn how to get clients. And I was stumbling and fumbling through it all. Mm -hmm. um, contracts, like I was like downloading templates on the internet, like just like putting my business at risk. Mm -hmm. um, so... When I um, started this program, it's because I really wanted to give uh, women or give women a solution or a program that they could learn and have structure on how to grow their business. Because women are starting businesses every day, which is like super exciting. Like right. that gets me all like, rah, I love yeah, it. Yeah. But the truth is like half of those businesses are going to fail because they're not set up for success. Mm -hmm. They don't have a blueprint. Mm -hmm. They're they're not built for sustainability. So I started the Badass Businesswoman Bootcamp because I wanted these women to have access to consultants or an advisory board of legal coaches, finance coaches, wow. mindset coaches, sales coaches that they can access um, and to help build their brand. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you. That's great. And I mean, so these could could these be uh, women that are already in business? Could they be? Are they young folks that are thinking about starting one? At what stage are you picking yes. them up? This program is really built for um, budding entrepreneurs who are ready to take the next level of their business. So if they are currently maybe freelancers or contractors, but know they need structure to grow or they mm -hmm. want to become an LLC and they want to grow their business, this is the program for them. Mm -hmm. And also, if you are a business owner, if you've been a business owner for one to three years and you're ready to scale, so maybe you have a few contractors um, and you've been you know, doing this as a hustle um, and you're ready to go full time, yes. this is the program for you. So we really help these budding business owners get to the next level. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Congratulations. So that that's launching in, is it April that you said? Yeah. Or? So we, we finished our beta and we are launching the second cohort of April this year. Congratulations. Thank so you. So amazing. Okay. You also wrote a book. Yes. How to be the hero of your own journey. Yes. Create and achieve <laughs> anything you want in anything. life. Anything. <laughs> anything. Anything. Wow. Name it. Wow. When did I you really write this? believe that. I truly, truly believe that. Yes. Yeah. You wrote it. When When did you write it? A couple years ago? How long, um, how long yeah, ago did you write it? Yeah, this book has been in the making for four years. Okay. Yeah. And it just released two months ago. Man, how many yeah. congratulations can I give you? <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you. I've been working on that. Yes. Look for yeah. it on Amazon. How to be the hero of your own journey. Wow. Yeah. So this is a how-to. These are the steps. These are the eight steps of destiny broken okay. down. So oh, okay. one accepting your call to adventure so mm -hmm. like for example step one breaks down how to find a goal and not just any goal but a goal worthy of your soul we were just talking about this. Right. how to be in alignment with what you truly desire um 
Two, um, getting on a road, getting on the road to to reaching your goals. So uh, we talk about setting up a roadmap, having a vision, mm-hmm. accountability. Mm. Um, I talk about having allies and enemies. Sure. So in every great superhero, mm-hmm. um, superhero movie, not only do they have allies, they have enemies. Mm-hmm. And as you're on your journey to becoming a successful businessman or businesswoman, not everyone is going to support you. Right. And you have to be able to decipher who who's going to be in your circle and who's not. So it's a really great discipline in trusting your gut yeah. and your intuition. So I talk about that in the book. I love it. Yeah. Man, now now clearly we can all learn from your teachings. Now, okay, now somebody like me who's not big on superheroes. <laughs> That's and, fine. And not, uh, clearly not a woman. <laughs> no, can, okay. can I still read the book? You can absolutely still read okay, the book. Okay, I'm, yes. I'm ordering the book today. Yes. <laughs> uh, one of the last things I want to talk about, though, um, is uh, work-life balance, right? You, you mentioned balance a, a little bit earlier, and mm-hmm. um, hopefully you're out there coaching the same kind of thing. I know a, a lot of folks, they teach all of that, you know, nose to the grindstone stuff, which is mm-hmm. awesome, and we got to uh, learn our hustle and, yeah. and know how to work hard. But um, for entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. uh, we know what it, what the toll is mm-hmm. that things take on entrepreneurs. How much is on our shoulders, oh, right? Gosh. Um, yeah. Because the business lives or fails by you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. And but at the same time, you can set your schedules. You can you can work your life around business if you do it right. Yeah. How do you, how do you how do you balance and how do you teach something like that? Oh my gosh. So I am definitely an advocate for work-life balance. I have been burnt out several times in my life. Mm -hmm. So it's been a reoccurring thing that I'm learning. Mm -hmm. And I learned that in corporate. So I definitely do not bring the burnout to my entrepreneurial Mm -hmm. career. So my advice is really two things. One, take the storms as they come. So mm-hmm. I, I always feel um, like sometimes there's this connotation with entrepreneurs that we always got to be doing something. We always got to be doing something. Mm-hmm. And that's just not true. Mm-hmm. Like, so one thing I set aside for myself is what are the top three things I want to get done today? Mm-hmm. Like, be real with yourself. Yeah. Your list it will never end. Yeah. I know you. You can always, you, add, you to can always <laughs> add to your to-do list. Always, it will never, never end. Right. So pick three things mm-hmm. and be satisfied with it, mm-hmm. and let it go. Okay. There will always be things to do. Always, 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 always things to do. So top three things and let it go, and take the storms as they come. What I mean by that is there will be seasons where seasons are busier than others. That's right. right. So. I think work-life balance is there's a little bit of the day-to-day, but there's also like the quarters, you know, mm-hmm. the, the the summers, the springs. So whatever your business is, you know, maybe you need to ramp it up in the summer and then you slow down in the winter. Yeah. You know, I think it's like understanding, understanding your flow. So for me, like I said, I do the ch- I'm like, these are the three things I'm going to get done today. And I have to be proud of myself. Like, right. I have to let it go. Because mm-hmm. you accomplished Because your mind will wander. And you're yes. going to be like, what else can I do? What else can I do? Mm-hmm. And that you are setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. Truly. That's how you burn out. And that is how you burn out. Yeah. And I get it. As a fellow business owner, I'm like, if I'm not doing something, I... 
you know, my business is going to fail and like mm-hmm. everything's going to go to shit and yeah. like da, da, da. it's not true. Right. And like our discipline as business owners, especially if you have a team, is you have to control your mind and you have to control your emotions yes. because you are a reflection of your company. Mm-hmm. I had to learn that the hard way because I can be such a hothead. Mm-hmm. I can just, you know, if, if I feel anxious about something, I'd be like, and it would put everyone in a state of panic. Oh, so okay. I had to learn uh-huh. to, to, you know, to calm myself, mm-hmm. to be satisfied with what's being done for the day. Mm-hmm. And to just keep moving forward. I like yeah. what you're saying there too, partially because one of the things that you're mentioning is the rest of your team. The toll mm-hmm. that you can take on other people, right? Mm-hmm. And and so um, you have figured out the right way to put together a team because, going back to something you said mm-hmm. earlier, that you don't have to be the jack of all trades. Oh, so here's no, the business lesson for the day. You're gonna yes. give us the business lesson for the day okay. about the jack of all trades. Okay. The business lesson of the day is you, I know, I know that you've worn all the hats before, Mm -hmm. but that is not what is going to make you succeed in the future. To make your business grow, you have to learn to put the right people in the right places and to delegate. 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 (laughs) So that, that was a hard lesson for me. I truly had to teach myself to delegate because I am a one-woman show <laughs> and I can do it myself and I can do it faster and do it better. You're a badass businesswoman. Yeah, I'm a badass <laughs> businesswoman. Learn from my mistakes. So there will be a certain time where you do have to do it all because you're trying to um, reduce costs. You're trying to, you know, maybe you're on a bootstrap budget. I get it. But truly invest in your business. Mm-hmm. Invest in your business like you would want someone to invest in you. You have to be the first investor in your business. So I had to tell myself, I am the first investor and I need help. And I had to hire, hire slow, fire fast. <laughs> wow, I love it. Find the right people. That's right. Yes. And if it doesn't work out, cut your losses. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I hired the right people. I'm so thankful for my team. And I they taught me. They're like, you know, you've hired us. People want to do well for you. Sure. People want to be excellent. And it's okay to delegate and demand excellence. Mm-hmm. So when you hire the right people, they want to do well because they have an intrinsic internal motivation to do well mm-hmm. if you hire the right people. Yeah. So they were so encouraging of like, Angela, you're putting so much on your plate. Like, please, like, let us take ownership, you mm-hmm. know? So I was I was in a state of grace with that. Maybe not every business is like that, but um, to truly scale your business, you have to hire the right people and you have to delegate. Delegate. And, and you have to let them take ownership. Mm-hmm. Hold them accountable and it's okay to demand excellence. That's right. It really is. I love yeah. it. And that's the business lesson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the business lesson for the day. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Angela, for being here. You had fun? I had a great time. This yeah. was good. This Man, was you were so helpful. And I mean, this is great. This really was great information. Thank you so much. All right. How to contact Angela. Um, I want you guys to go to the, destiny, the destinylab.co. 
um, as well as on social media. She's on TikTok, Instagram, at The Destiny Lab. Okay. Also, look forward in April to the Badass Businesswoman Boot Camp. And don't forget to find the book on Amazon. We can all read the book. It's, <laughs> it's not exclusive. Not just How to be the hero for <laughs> of yes. your own journey, guys. How to be the hero of your own journey. Create and achieve anything you want in life by Angela Quach. Angela, thank you so much for being here today. Cheers to you. Thank you. Thank you for having all me. Right. Yes. Absolutely. Cheers. Same business, different day. Thank you for listening to Same Business, Different Day. We truly appreciate your support. Please like, subscribe, and leave a nice comment on all platforms. It really helps our show. The Same Business, Different Day podcast is produced by A Different Day Radio, Star Fox Media, 